Hello and welcome to Feeling the Sink, the podcast from Catalan News where we talk about all things Catalan, from sport and culture to news and current affairs. My name is Alejandra Angulo and today we are going to be talking about Rumba Catalana. It's upbeat, it's playful, it's catchy, but what's the story? This and more to come. And I'm joined today by Cristina Thomas-White and Gerard Skash-Folk. Nice to see you both. Hi, Alejandra. Hello. Hi, how are you feeling today? Good, excited. Yeah, a little bit... <laughs> yeah, <Music>. ready, ready, <laughs> to, ready to play, ready to, to dance, to play yeah, yeah, and yeah. dance some rumba. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. So, guys, let, let's get in the mood. Let's travel to Barcelona in the late 50s when this genre was starting to become a thing. Cristina, why don't you talk us through the Catalan rumba early influences? Well, yeah, so for this, we'd have to go back to Barcelona in the 1950s. There are a few neighborhoods in particular where we start to see this genre really taking off, and that is uh, Gracia and Raval, Carre de la Sera and Raval, which we'll hear more about later on, as well as uh, other parts like Osta Franks, etc., etc. We see this genre really take off among the Romani community, and they, they're very much influenced by the rumba flamenca from Flamengo in, in southern Spain. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of Andalusian immigration at the time, and flamenco is also sung by Romani people across Spain, so it, it makes sense that there would be links there. But there's also a bit of a Cuban touch, isn't there, Didet? <laughs> yeah, in fact, we have to consider that a lot of Romani community musicians were uh, traveling to Latin America or had musician friends there in Latin America so they were like bringing back their genre influences and obviously we have um, Colombia and Venezuela there is a theory that says that Cuban and Puerto Rican uh, musicians were traveling to Barcelona as well to perform in the nightclubs. So people said that the, the rumba was born in the dressing rooms of the clubs, in the squares of Barcelona, where Catalan Gitanos got together with Cuban and Puerto Rican artists. I mean, can you imagine? It, it, it does sound like a blast. Sounds like a lot of fun. I wish I could go back in time just to witness that. Yeah, I think it's pretty extraordinary how two, three different cultures uh, mixed together and created something that is just great. Yeah, and it all happened in what they used to call and they currently call Calos in Barcelona, which is the bars that they were playing and the places they were playing Catan uh, Rumba at the time. And the thing of this genre is that it has a, like a really... Two four 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 people that know about music will understand this the, kind of tempo. tempo. Yeah. It's really basic, and it's mainly led by palmeros. <laughs> so yeah, hand clappers. After all, we are just talking about percussion instruments, palmeros, and some guitars. Well, and bongos. A lot of instruments that you see in salsa. So th there definitely is a Latin American influence in the in the music mm -hmm. here. And there is one thing, there's a way of playing the guitar that's called el ventilador, but we'll let you know more about it later. Ventilador is a fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, but Gerard, tell us a bit more about the, the maestros, the artists who gave a prominence to the genre. Well, there are plenty, but obviously there are some main figures that everyone like 
things off when talking about Catan Rumba. And they go from Antonio González, or El Pescailla, yeah, who was married to Lola Flores, a sp famous Spanish singer. Uh huh. We also have Dolores Vargas, Gato Pérez, who who was actually from Argentina but moved to Barcelona, and and it's really imp impressive. I, w I was watching some YouTube videos of him earlier. You know, he sings in Catalan, he sings in Spanish, and and he really like immersed himself in the genre. Mm -hmm. We've also got Los Manolos, who also sing in Catalan, Spanish, even English, because oh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll hear later like, on. Yeah. <laughs> Los Amayas, and of course, the world famous Beret. Yeah, list of the time and currently yes. still like the most important one in Catan Rumba, Peret. Yeah, he has a few tunes that I'm sure a few of you will recognize. Mm, I see, but what was Peret's main contribution to the genre? Well, he's particularly famous for the song the El Borriquito. And La Noche del Hawaiano. Uh, there's a bit of controversy in the world of Catalan rumba because there's some people who say that Pescailla invented the genre. And there's actually a plaque in Gracia in the neighborhood that he lived in in Barcelona that says that he invented it. But then there's some people that say Pered did. Uh, they're, they're both definitely very big figures in, in the movement. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, Pered was more of a rumba Catalan genre. That's why, mm, that's what friends and family claim, while El Pescaya was more of a rumba flamencan style. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's the, He would have been influenced by yeah. his wife, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. So that's the controversy. Obviously, we have to consider that Peret also was a huge figure in Spain because he even went to Eurovision in 1974. So he was wow. the Spanish representative for the song contest. It's a big deal, Eurovision. Oh yeah, so Cristina actually spoke with Perez guitarist uh, Johnny Tarradellas, who later was in a band called Chippen. Let's take a listen now to her report. I'll see you in a bit. Johnny Tarradellas and I met up on an unbearably hot Barcelona summer day outside the legendary Sirven Urchateria in San Antonio. It's only a few minutes away from Carre de la Sera Street in Raval, the stomping grounds of many a rumbero back in the day. When I ask him how he'd explain what rumba is to someone who's never heard about it, one thing he is adamant about is that rumba is more than just music, it's a way of life. People think it's just about doing the ventilador, a special way of strumming and tapping the guitar at the same time, and that's it, he complains. To him, it's about the people in the neighborhood he grew up in, like Onclu Palo, who would make a living selling metal scraps, but still insisted on dressing up in a suit and patent leather shoes, and would make music too. Johnny tells me he's always been open about teaching Romanis and non-Romanis or payos alike about music, but he's frustrated by how many payos only know a few big names and that's it. At least Cato Pérez, an Argentinian, became involved in the community, but for many others, what do they know about Onclubesus or Onclulinus? We can't forget about them, he says. 
Aquesta gent no es poden perdre. Soy gitano catalán. Johnny got his start around these rumberos at a young age. In his early teens, El Chacho approached him and asked him to play backup at a concert. It was a school night, and somehow he ended up staying out until 5 a.m., getting breakfast, and then going straight to his hockey practice. They told me I smelled like the night, he laughs. This is when he realized he preferred music and the night over sports. From there, he moved on to playing with Peret for 30 years. He was also part of Tobago, a disco rumba group. And when Pirit quit the scene to devote his life to the church as an evangelical pastor, Johnny started Chipin with another one of Pirit's musicians. It was actually Chipin who encouraged Pirit to start doing music again over 10 years later. In the years since then, he's still been immersed in the world of music, but more so behind the scenes as a producer. He's worked with Romani and non-Romani groups, but takes issue with those who describe their music as rumba catalana when they don't embrace the lifestyle. La ignorancia, perquè si no, no ho faries. Per nosaltres és una manera de viure. He also takes issue with how much the neighborhood he once knew has changed. As people have died or moved out, he feels like he sometimes doesn't recognize it anymore. But, he tells me, once again, he keeps on fighting to keep rumba alive. Before I leave, I have to ask him about his last name. El nom for the non-Catalans listening, in the world of politics here, it holds the weight of, say, Kennedy, minus the whole political clan, of course, because of Josep Tarradellas. You know, who the Barcelona airport is named after, the Catalan president who lived in exile in France for so many years during the Franco dictatorship. Turns out they actually are related. Josep was Johnny's great-uncle. His father, the black sheep of the family, as he calls him, fell in love with a Romanian girl from the Raval. Giuseppe triumphantly returned from exile in 1977 after Franco's death. A roaring crowd gathered at Plaza San Jaume in front of the Catalan government headquarters in Barcelona, and he uttered the famous words every Catalan knows. Jasogaki, I'm here. But even though Johnny and Giuseppe were on good terms and Giuseppe had wanted him to be there, Johnny was nowhere to be seen. Instead, he was in Miami with Pirit, where Coconut Grove and downtown awaited him. Johnny is definitely one of the most amusing people I've interviewed in a while. After talking to him, I can't help but hope the genre will make a comeback, at least for his sake.
Yeah, sounds like he had quite a life, uh, Christina. Lots of he amusing. Definitely did. Yeah, lots of amusing anecdotes. Uh, but I was wondering what's happened since then with the Catalan rumba scene. Well, he actually hints at it himself, Tarradellas. You know, he says that the the closing ceremony of the 1992 Barcelona Olympics were kind of like a high point for it because then a bunch of other famous rumberos took the scene. They were singing Catalan rumba songs and people all over the world were, were able to see, you know, uh, Los Manolos taking on the version of All My Loving from the Beatles. Um, Which is quite different to listening to All My Loving from the Beatles now. Like, we are used to, like, Los Manolos' version. Yeah, it's more happier, happier. Right, right. And since then, I, I guess you could say that the, the genre hasn't been as prominent. Um, but, you know, there, there's still people that yeah. keep it alive. Yeah, exactly. There are plenty of parties and like plenty of places to listen to rumba. So I'm super interested to know uh, what the new generation of Catalan rumberos are up to these days. Uh, Gerard, you talked to Los Desmadraos de la Rumba, a local band. You went to one of uh, their concerts. Yeah, we, we all did. did. If we all did. In fact, we <laughs> said, oh, we have to Catalan work. News and Catalan News yeah. exactly. The things that you have to do in the name of work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, let's see how you got on. For me, rumba is a way of life, Kevin Morales from Los Desmadraos says. Along with Carlos Cuevas, he plays kata and rumba at weddings, birthdays, clubs and local festivities. We went to see Los Desmadraos play at a beach club in Badalona, a 15-minute train ride away from Barcelona. Enjoying a drink with live music, warm and sunny weather, and all with the sea by our side. It was difficult to keep working instead of just going for a swim. Both have been playing since they were kids, as it was Carlos' uncle who first taught them a few chords, Kevin explains. <laughs> My uncle played the guitar a little bit and told us, hey, come, I'll teach you something, Carlos recalls. They paid attention to the way of playing and kept learning in a time when YouTube still didn't exist, he jokes. They looked up to legendary groups. Carlos Cuevas explains that the cat and rumba appeared years ago. According to him, it's a fusion between salsa and Andalusian flamenco rumba that created this unique mix. But for Kevin Morales, it's not only about the melody, but the atmosphere. He lives in the working-class neighborhood of Pumar, in Badalona, which he calls the best area in the world, as there is a lot of rumba. Going to Pumar feels like traveling back to the 80s, he says. Rumba is not only people singing or playing the guitar, but also drums, piano, Kevin explains. Everything is very salsa-oriented, as la rumba is very much influenced by salsa and flamenco. In fact, musicians even say that the ventilador, the way rumberos play the guitar while tapping it, at the same time, comes from the guido, a salsa instrument. 
I de van ficar el bombo de catxaca. Que t'enrumba és a lot of instruments, cabinats. During the concert we got to enjoy several famous songs that all Catalans know as they have been listening to them for years on the radio and at local festivities. And in 10 years time we'll still be playing the same classics, Carlos admits. Classics with some new songs will be the future of Catalan rumba, he says. And even though Los Desmadraus adapts their repertoire to their audience, they are always true to their essence. I found it very interesting when Kevin and also Johnny, they both mentioned during the interviews that most of the time it's not only about performing rumba, it's also about the atmosphere and the place uh, where you come from. I love when Kevin says that uh, going to Pomar is like traveling to the 80s. Yeah, in fact, Pomar is really interesting to travel to because it feels like going back to the 80s. Um, it's a neighborhood in Badalona, but far from the center. And it was mainly inhabited in the past by people who used to be shantytown dwellers, uh, displaced in early 70s from Barcelona's Montjuic Mountain and also from the Somorrostro Barcelona Beach. Yeah. So if I want to listen to some rumba apart from uh, Pomar, where do I go? Well, there are plenty of places, weddings, weddings events, campings, or even like public local parties. Yeah, I feel like there's some songs that, you know, even if it's not the most popular kind of music nowadays, they're songs that everyone knows. <laughs> so if you go to a... En Muerto Vivo, everyone knows Everyone knows so, it. Borriquito, even, you know, if it's 2 a.m. and they're trying to close a bar, you know, you might hear that. And YouTube, obviously, or like social media and streaming services. Oh, well, I, I prefer to go to the venue. Okay, so apart from Los Desmadraos, um, there are other bands out there that have some rumba songs in their repertoire, uh, right guys? Yeah, so, I mean, there's been a bit of a rumba fusion since the 90s. So some bands might kind of have rumba elements to them, but there's also a bit of a debate, like, are they really rumba or are they... Or it's just like taking some inspiration back from yeah, rumba or flamenco. Yeah, yeah. So. so, you know, but we have uh, Sabor de Gracia, a band from here in Barcelona, uh, La Pegatina, some people say it's rumba, others say it's not real rumba. There's also... Then, Stop is a, like a really famous group here in, well, a duo. In fact, there are two brothers from Cornellà, a town near Barcelona, and they just won the Creu de Sant Jordi, one uh, Sant Jordi's cross, one of the biggest awards that the Catan government gives. Yeah, and some of their songs are kind of rumba-ish. Yeah. I wouldn't say all of them are, but they definitely have elements mm -hmm. of it. And then there's another Catalan famous musician who... Some people say, yeah, oh, there's a little bit of rumba flamenco. Some people oh, say no. I know who you're talking about. Uh, Rosalia. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so uh, clearly, you know, if you hear her hits, you wouldn't think that they're rumba. But, but some of the songs do have a mm -hmm. little hint of it. Yeah, I think uh, the song uh, title, Millonaria, is the one that resembles, it has the sounds of rumba catalana. Yeah, in fact, that's her, so far, that's her only song in Catalan. And she sang it when she came here to Barcelona to perform. Yeah, you were there, shows. weren't you? <laughs> I was. Uh, was I? He's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. 
Fascinating how music genres change over time. Mixed with different styles from the very beginning, maybe the rumba catalana is destined to keep evolving, honoring the past while dancing towards the future. As Johnny hopes, maybe it will make a full comeback again someday. So, time now for our Catalan phrase. What is it this week? Well, we decided to go for Amix per sempre. Yeah, it's not quite a phrase, but it's, it's a from song. a famous song. It's, it's a Catalan famous rumba song. It from was, the Olympics. Yes. I know that one from the Manolos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, friends forever. Yeah, Amix per sempre. That's all we have time for today. Thanks again to everyone that has spoke with us. Thanks to you for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on social media and wherever you get your podcasts. We are back again next Saturday with another episode of Feeling the Sync. Until then, from me, Alejandra Angula Alonso, and all of us here at Catalan News. Bye for now. Adeu.